they motherfucking drinks. They wet ass pussies, they big fat asses and them big brown titties with them pepperoni nipples. Cause I'm coming for ya. I got bitches all on my dick and every day. Sucking on my balls, licking on my balls. Bitches, they know. Sticking in that booty hole, my balls, my balls. Suck on my balls. Come on, all up in that asshole. Let me hit that booty raw. Licking the dick, sucking the balls. Swap a dial, beating down your pussy. Walk to the ground, spin around and around. And these stacks get down. Swallow the nut, dick in the butt, beating it up, and that's how I fall. I got bitches all on my dick every day. Sucking on my balls. What up, what up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Attraction Japan podcast. It has been quite some time since we had one of these, but I'm hoping to make it a little bit more of a regular kind of thing. I got a, a bunch of cool guests lined up for the next couple ones, um, and so we're going to get a bunch of different perspectives from, uh, from all sorts of different guys. Um, and first up, for now, we have uh, the boy named Crow, who... Uh, he has written some, uh, like a guest article on the website so far about uh, like Japanese subcultures and, and game, and uh, I wanted to get his kind of thoughts on, on a few things because he's really improved a lot over the past couple of years, and I think it has a lot to do with the way he sort of approaches game in general and, um, and thinks, about, thinks about things and relates to women, especially when it comes to, uh, to, yeah, to subcultures and kind of alternative kind of chicks, lots of music scene type stuff and, and all of that. So um, without further ado, I'm here with uh, the boy named Crow. What's going on? It's your boy, the boy named Crow, coming to you live and direct from Tokyo. <laughs> Sweet. Um, could you tell us a little bit about how you got into game, um, where you started from, and and what you wanted to achieve? Sure. Uh, okay. How did I get into game? Now it's story time. Um, I would say uh, mainly two things uh, pop up in my head. Gyalu uh, and I got into game a bit later on, like when I was like, you know, in my late twenties or thirties. So maybe the some like midlife crisis or idea of oh I'm getting old. <laughs> Although that sounds weird, but like uh, that's also something. And so I think I start with maybe the first one, like Gyalu. Um So in the unlikely event uh, you, dear listener, do not know, like a Gyalu is like the more kind of like flashy type of Japanese girl with like uh, often blonde or dyed hair, uh, like um, thick makeup, um, you know, more sexy clothes. And like, although it's a bit watered down now, it originally started as a subculture. Like Yali was more like a group of women which kind of redefined Japanese uh, feminine beauty or feminine identity, like, and were like kind of like a even like a punk rock thing or like, you know, a subculture. And, um, yeah, so um, just like a big motivation to get into game was I was trying to figure out how to get with these types of girls once I realized that that's actually like the type of girl I'm into. 
and uh, the other one um, how I like um, first got into game so um, I think even most people who know me might not know that um, so I uh, when I came to Japan first I was like in a very long uh, like long-term relationship and also for a long time I was like in a long-distance relationship and then uh, after breaking up like um, I had like a phase in my life uh, where like um, I was here in Japan and um, I didn't have a girlfriend to, to be honest I didn't have like a lot of friends I didn't have so much contact with my friends back home so I had kind of like time to just uh, focus on myself and think about my life a bit and also in that time I was like in my late 20s early 30s so kind of for the first time in my life it dawned to me like I'm not 18 anymore and so far my whole life didn't have a lot of direction I started like while thinking about myself like doing some self-analysis I realized um, yeah a lot of what I've done so far in my life was uh, de defined determined by what uh, people were thinking of me what I thought like people were expecting you know maybe like family friends co-workers whoever and also maybe even more by my self-image so like when I was in my 20s like uh, you just talked about that a bit I was a lot into subcultures like into music into like um, like painting or like rave scene or like a lot of like stuff so um, when it comes to game a lot of people you know like who, who crush at a game or like who are like in like coaching pickup or whatever you often have these zero to hero stories and I like people always make up like oh I was like borderline autistic and then like <laughs> then game changed me and now I'm I'm the hero and I don't think of myself really like that I think I was basically already the shit before <laughs> before I was I was a, a gamer or whatever but uh, like you know I was kind of preoccupied with those things but kind of um, only like my sex life dating life was kind of part of my life that I was repressing. You know that wasn't really um, tackling with or like dealing with, and uh, then you know I started like uh, at that point in my life I just mentioned I kind of like started realizing okay you're getting a bit older and like um, you know you're gonna die at some point you <laughs> this sounds a bit gloom but your uh, days on this earth are counted so when it really comes down to it. Um, like what do you really want out of life what kind of experiences and like what I just mentioned about the subculture stuff I always had like the kind of like this self-image like game or like you know that wasn't so important and even with girls I kind of always thought it has to be like some hippie girl who's like hugging trees and going to lots of festivals or something like that to really uh, fit you know kind of the self-image who I thought I was and then like you know at that point I kind of like just um, got rid of all that like kind of this, this, this beliefs and self-image and like depending on what people think and I just thought okay what do you really want out of life like um, just figure that out and without caring what anyone thinks about it and then once you figured it out go for it like a hundred percent and let no one stop you that's kind of the point I reached and at that point I same point kind of in my life I realized that uh, 
you know, being here, around here in Tokyo, walking through this, the streets of Tokyo, that there were a lot of girls who didn't really look like what I thought until then would be a good match for me, like some Paris Hilton Barbie doll kind of flashy look, and I didn't even know how to relate to these type of girls, and like, but um, I just getting rid of like so much like beliefs and self-image and all these this uh, confusion. I just realized, hey, these are the girls I'm actually into, and um, before, until now, I wasn't really able to admit that to myself because it was maybe intimidating or I was just, like, not open enough, not open-minded to just, like, uh, figure out what kind of girls do I actually want to um, meet. And then I um, thought, okay, now I actually want to talk to these girls. This is a long answer. It's it's okay, right? Yeah. yeah <laughs> so yeah, I, I did, and like um, back then, I didn't really know or understand like there's something like approaching uh, girls in public. So I went to clubs and like this these type of girls like Yalu, you'll probably find them at some Shibuya clubs. And then my first experience is actually talking to these types of girls. You know, I uh, figured out okay, this is uh, not going anywhere because like I'm not relating to them and they. Just, they are just cold and they don't give a shit about me and like they, that's that's how they react naturally and then also like talking to some other girls I realized oh this is not about them even being Yalu it's just like I suck with girls in general because I've never approached any girls and then I figured out okay so um, it wasn't so much that at that point I thought oh um, what do I really want out of my life and I realized bitches, just like, I want to fuck like tons of bitches, although if someone figures that out, that's what he really wants is the only thing he wants out of life, I mean, I don't judge that in any way, I mean that's also like a great <laughs> life purpose I think, but for me it was a little bit more in the direction of, of what girls do I really want in my life, although what kind of type, what's even my type, I didn't know until then, and um, but then when I, as I said when I actually approached these types of girls I figured out, okay, to get you know, anywhere with them First of all, I should probably just like learn more about how to l relate to girls in general and like all types of girls. And then once I figure that out, then probably there's also more of a chance to relate or you know, like to um, you know hook up with or date the type of girls I'm into. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's really interesting. The the part that you said there right at the end about. Um, you know, kind of what, like, what you think you like or are interested in, and how that might not entirely be, you know, honest with, with your own intentions, like, I've, I've felt that as well, right, and, um, yeah, also, like, getting good with, with girls in general, right, because guys tend to, guys tend to focus and really, like, get interested in, like, one girl or, like, a couple types of girls or something, yeah. right? Um, you know, so it's pretty common for guys to come in and be like, how do I get my ex back? Or like, yeah. how do I get this one girl, right? Yeah. But it is kind of like, um, you know, you do kind of need to get good with just girls in general, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's, that's pretty interesting. I think, yeah, for some guys that might also be a problem because there's more like a root cause or root problem that they not so much interested in people in general mm. and I was kind of lucky because I was always kind of like a people person I really right. I'm interested in what's going on in people's lives and I was always like I think like pretty social and um, 
so I didn't have that issue so much. But uh, there's a difference, I think, between just being the social guy and being interested in people, and also like being able to relate as a man to a lot of different kinds of women. There's still, I think, kind of like a different layer there. Right, right, right. <clears throat> yeah, like the ability to kind of relate to like a wide range of people is definitely a skill. Um, you know, the ability to, to create kind of the atmosphere and space for that other person to feel like they can relax and open up to you. It, it does, you know, it doesn't come naturally to everybody, right? Yeah. Um, but, but, but yeah, like, that's, that's true. I do notice some guys who are in the game, and I kind of, like, based on, like, some things they say, I sort of wonder, like, do you actually like, you know, girls? <laughs> like, you know, like, if, yeah. if it wasn't for the sex, like, would, right. would you be hanging out with them, right? Yeah. And I think that's, like, an interesting kind of question, right? Or is it just, like, you know, video games are fine, and, you know, like, if, if right. there's a really good sex robot, right, that that would, if yeah. that would be okay or something, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think cultivating this kind of deep interest in in people in general and in girls in specific is is important and is critical, really. Um, your Japanese is really good. Um, so, like, what benefits do you think having good language skills are would you know give you? And do you think it's necessary to to game in Japan? Uh, I think, yeah, you're flattering me. Um, my Japanese is still very far from where I would like it, my Japanese to be. Yeah. Um, but I think language is essential. And we can even make this a wider topic, like not, not even uh, just Japanese language. I mean, we are in Japan now, and this is like attraction Japan. Uh, I get it. But... Um, you could even say language in general is just essential and especially for game it's like you could say language is the most sexy thing in the universe you know um, and a lot of I realized a lot of people I know who are really good at game they also very good with language and very interested in it I mean you know Dorian Gray and like yeah. he's really into language right yeah. and I also learned a lot of um, about that from him and I think because you could even say like um, learning Japanese is like a metaphor for like learning game. You know, I, like in um, maybe I wrote that in my article. Like learning the kanji, you know, it's kind of like um, you get you know a tool. So for instance, if you text a girl, you can actually read what she's re uh, texting in Japanese. Mm -hmm. But like learning about the culture, for instance, like the the codes and stuff. That's also like a toolkit then that you use to relate to, um, you know, sp sp like specific types of girls. But like also like game in general, I think it's like learning a language because like a lot of it, you know, it's communication. And like they always say, you know, like a lot of stand-up comedy is about that too, that men and women, they just speak different languages. And it's mm -hmm. like, you know, when you talk about texting, like she's saying like... Hey, uh, okay, let's have dinner sometime soon. And then, uh, you know, some some guy recently he showed me a text like that, and he asked like, "What do you think? Is she into me?" And I'm like, "Bro, that's just like it's girls' talk." She's saying, "I want to fuck." She's saying she cannot text that. She's saying it like in like the girls' talk, like, "Hey, let's have dinner yeah. sometime soon." And then, um, a lot of things you say to girls, just like, it's like they have their own language, right? Just as as we as men, we have our own language. If you say it. 
the way that they understand and she, they know that you you know know how to talk and you talk a lot with women because you speak the language not even Japanese but speak their language that's why you, uh, you know you're attractive to them that's where you get they get attracted because you know you often hear that from girls like they say about someone he's my favorite because he always gets it and how do they know like they they speak the same language and like Japanese you know that's the same thing like um it's really important because um you know it's the same thing you need to speak the language they need to a girl needs to be uh, like needs to feel understood to feel attracted and i want to add like a little bit more to this topic but um i think it is pretty essential it is not absolutely necessary you know um you can also just like um especially if you're in japan just for a certain time you can also just like hit the numbers and then find girls who speak English or find girls who are into foreigners. But uh, the reality is still, and you also explain that on your site and in your book, um, that most of the very attractive girls in Japan don't speak much English. So especially if you're here for like a long time, if you live here, it's like self-sabotaging, it's like really shooting yourself in the foot if you do not learn the language, obviously. And, I mean, there's an exception to every rule. Uh, even the types of girls that you would think are least likely to speak English. Some, you know, high-end, you know, uh, Joe, like a hostess, like the type of girl you would see on, like, the, the cover of Ageha, like, like the kind of a Kyaba magazine. Even that kind of girl might sometimes, like, um, burst out in, like, some perfect English you know, uh, a conversation with you and you're surprised. That happens, yes, but still the maj the majority of those girls don't, you know, so it's um, just important that you keep that in mind that, like, you're very limited in your uh, range of uh, girls and people in general you will interact with in Japan if you don't speak the language. So kind of kind of bouncing off of that, if you had to pick one of these two options, which one would you pick? Either you have the ability to speak perfectly fluent Japanese, but you have no knowledge of any of the culture. You don't know any music, any of the places, anything. Basically, you have perfect Japanese, but for all intents and purposes, you grew up in a bubble somewhere else or some other country. You know nothing about Japan. Yeah. Or you have no actual Japanese grammar ability, but you know like tons of stuff about like you could bring up culture references you can't make a sentence but you could yeah. you know you know names of musicians and movies and you know you know like kinds of like you know types of, of you know girls and you know what age they they do what and what you know what kind of people go to schools different kinds of schools or have different nails yeah. or all the kind of cultural understanding but you can't put together a sentence like which of those kind of things do you think would give you a bigger advantage uh it's a difficult question because um language and culture are so um interwined like they're, they're interwoven and you could say like language is culture and culture is language but yeah if i would have to pick maybe that's a surprise to you but i think i would go with the japanese skills because um I'm really, uh, you know, in love with uh, Japanese culture, and I like to check out all kinds of stuff about what you just mentioned, like the, the Japanese music, uh, like movies, whatever it is. Um, but I think 
if you speak the language is the base of you, you know the basics of relating and of interacting and then the other stuff is just you can figure that out in my opinion more easily and faster like once you speak the language um, the other things yeah they, they will come to you pretty soon and yeah I think Japanese is learning Japanese is still the basics mm-hmm yeah um, you seem like really interested in um, and often going for girls in various subcultures right like I, I, I don't really often see you with a girl I'd describe as like a normal Japanese girl right like uh, just a kind of a standard OL type or something right um, you're often with like kind of DJs or dancers musicians um, nightlife girls and so on um, can you tell me what you look for in girls and how you relate to those subcultures yeah um so i think for me it's natural because um i'm not normal so i you know me uh, pretty well so i'm pretty weird i'm you know and um i think or i hope i'm kind of like the person where people think yeah he's he's weird he's, he's weird as fuck like but that's kind of why i like him mm -hmm. so and um that's why it's like for me it's kind of easy to relate to that and always, like always, since my early teens, I was really into subcultures, like um, especially a lot of stuff like um, hip hop or graffiti or uh, rave culture or a lot, you know, lots of different like the Japanese subcultures, um, you know, Japanese more like underground music or the fashion, all of that. I was always really into that, and it was a big part of what even brought me here. To Japan and um, yeah what am I looking for in a girl so naturally I like these types of girls because I find it fascinating and I think like subcultures are on the forefront of developing a lot of new influences in society and a lot of creative stuff and uh, so I like I just like these types of girls um, but for me it's also about like um, I always look for girls who have their own thing going on who know who they are and who are not afraid to represent that and show that to the world. That's also what I like about Yalu, that's what I like about girls who are artists or dancers who express themselves. So girls who, girls who know how to express themselves. I'm not so much into like shy girls or like your like little cute girl next door so much. And um, I think that's also important in game because you know, I see some people, um, I feel like they don't relate to the girl so much like um, on like an eye, um, what do you call it, eye length, mm -hmm. you know? Um, like a seeing eye to eye, like yeah, the same see, level. See, yeah, seeing her at the same level. And it's not even like, um, they don't probably don't do that on purpose and I don't want to diss it so much, but... Um, for me, it's always important that I can see a girl also a bit like she's my homie, like, you know, mm -hmm. she's my homegirl or something like that. Right. So even if I, like, talk to a girl, like, and I have, like, I approach her in the streets, I always try to, like, get to this level of interaction as soon as possible. Because you see, like, you no, know, there's some guys, maybe they, they get into the game, into pick-up, and now they're like, okay, uh, no more being Mr. Nice Guy, and now I'm a savage and then sometimes they go like for more like a cutesy kind of 
innocent looking girl and then they start acting like that and it looks to me a bit like uh you know talking at the girl and like you know they may they may think it's kind of like what um some people teach as like leading or like as you know you have this concept of dead frame but it's kind of dead frame gone wrong mm -hmm. because of course you have to lead and you have to be kind of be the man and not be a pussy but if the whole interaction, you know, especially if the girl is a lot younger, I'm also into girls who are a lot younger than me, mostly, but, it, like, especially then, the girl will appreciate it from my experience, and it's important that you get to this level where you show, like, we have some same interests, and I try to learn stuff from you also, and I'm just, like, interested in yeah. also, like, having, like, beyond the attraction, the more sexual level of, of our relationship have to have this um, more like also this friendly connection I see you on like the same like um, eye to eye on the same level and I think that helps also like to you know meeting girls that have like the same interests and like girls who are like you know special in the, in the sense that they might be into some subculture or into some music scene or doing like something very expressive and um, they will get attracted to this kind of mindset or this frame that I just explained. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is true. Like, it is kind of like you can get into a ha like a habit or a pattern of kind of doing almost like performative game. It's yeah. almost like a monologue or something. Exactly, like, yeah. it doesn't really matter who the girl is. Like, you sort of just kind of are able to tell jokes and like still relate to her, but it's almost like a, yeah, like a performance or something. And it yeah. doesn't, always take the same kind of two-way you know interaction right um yeah so that is definitely it's a good point um yeah so like a lot of a lot of this is obviously like a lot of the knowledge you have and all of that is is pretty specific but um what about for guys who are just coming over if they were going to come over and they don't really know that much about japan or japan game and they're trying to get prepared for the mean cold streets of Shinjuku Kabukicho. Um, what, uh, what, like, what, what kind of advice would you give to them, or what, what, like, one concept would you try to convey to them to try, sort of get them started in the right direction? Um, I'm not sure if you mean if um, you know the type of advice I would give to someone who's just new to Japan. Or like the type of advice I would give someone um, specifically if he wants to game in Tokyo or like in Shinjuku or some you know area um, you know like that. Uh, but um, I think I just answer both questions. So like someone who's new to Japan. Um, so as I already said, I think like a language and culture is important. So I would um, really just um recommend for him to to get into um you know learning japanese getting to know the culture and that kind of stuff but i think there's different types of people some people come here they already know the culture very well but um the game kind of sucks and some people come here and they already they they're already crushing it at game wherever they are from but they just need to learn kind of the, the culture and mm -hmm. that kind of stuff and i think in both both cases they kind of like just have to adjust some things right you know the, the one guy might have to learn a bit of the language the other might have to 
might have the language skills, but he just is new to new to game. And then there are people who kind of suck at both, and they just <laughs> fucked. Well, <laughs> 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 like, uh, you know, those those people they will have it a bit harder, to be honest. If if you don't have any experience with uh, Japanese cultural language or with game, but I mean, this can also be like some lavish that you know um, someone like that could just realize, okay, I start from zero and I'm just gonna crush it now and I have, I have to work harder than, than other people who already have some advantage in either of those um, fields and then, you know, that might really um, trigger a guy to really grind on, um, you know, his stuff. Um, but for me also, like, very interesting is, like, the question, like, um, how someone could prepare for gaming in Tokyo specifically because a lot of the people like in the community in the game community here or like just foreigners in Japan in general are in Tokyo and uh, naturally like some of the most uh, popular areas are like Shibuya or Shinjuku um, and you know if I had to prepare someone for that experience actually I think like the one concept um, I would give him is like uh, you're an ant basically <laughs> <laughs> um, but you don't want to be an ant you know but um, I would probably take him like somewhere um, to like a top floor of a building where he can look down on Shibuya crossing or on the Shinjuku station so that he can see just like these all these people you know um, you know uh, bustling around like little ants, just like these buzzing streets full of these little dots that really look like ants. Um, to understand just like um, that a lot of the experiences he ha has are not because he's a foreigner or because he's in Japan, but also because Tokyo is very specific, because it's just this mega city, the biggest city in the world, you know, and um, everyone who has done game, you know, in different places knows that in the countryside, uh, people tend to be just more a bit more warm and friendly mm -hmm. uh, to getting approached by a stranger, whereas um, people in big cities, especially in Tokyo, they are more like uh, on an autopilot and they naturally have to block out a lot of the stuff that happens around them, a lot of the people, and they often they don't want to talk to anyone and they just like going about their day and they also just like from their whole upbringing. Um, might be a bit more cold, you know, and um, so that can be um, helpful for someone, especially if he starts doing game here and he gets ignored a lot or he gets a, a lot of reactions that he feels kind of shut you down or, you know, harsh reactions to him walking up and talking to a girl or whatever, and then he goes home and cries, but, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, just... You know, this, this you and and, it kind of sounds like you're just like, you're, you're trash, but that's not what it means. It means, you know, you're one of these these little people and what you are doing there in the big scheme of things is not so important. So first, you don't have to care so much if you walk up to a girl and talk to her because it's just like these little ants buzzing around and no one watches and no one cares. And it's just, you know, it doesn't matter at all. And if she reacts like that, it's not because you're a horrible, horrible person or um, because your game sucks or whatever because that's just naturally how most people will react because they just have to cut out all this stuff work like you know happening around them in such a place like Shinjuku you know 
they just have to do that. So you just have to accept that. You know, that's kind of like the bit of you know hurdle that comes with the advantage of being in a place where you will find much more people in general. So there are more people you relate to and much more hot girls. Uh, which is a big advantage in a place like Shinjuku compared to the countryside. And um, actually, um, you know, there's um, a scene in uh, one of my favorite movies, you know, that movie Waking Life, mm -hmm. right? And um, I think that scene, I want to talk about that a little bit, is uh, one of my favorite uh, cinematic, cinematic um, you know, t depictions of an approach. I think a apart from Michael Jackson's, uh, the way... He, you make me feel video mm -hmm. is is the best <laughs> you know depiction in the cinematic format that I've seen of uh, pick up or an approach. And actually, in that scene, like the you know, there's a guy he walks down the streets, and then there's a girl, and they kind of like they almost run into each other. And then uh, like uh, like he's like excuse me, and the girl's like excuse me, and then actually she runs back, and she's like um, you know uh, sorry, can we do that again? And um, he's like, huh, what? And she's like, um, you know, we haven't met, but I don't want to be an ant, you know? I mean, it's like we go through our life with, like, antennas bouncing off on one another, and we, like, continuously on autopilot, and um, it's just like, drive here, go there, uh, do you want ketchup with this, paper or plastic, you know, uh, credit or debit, and I don't want a straw, I want real human moments, I want to see you, I want you to see me, and I don't want to give that up. And that's what she tells him, and then they wind up like having a conversation, and they really get into some deep conversation, get to know each other. And that's also what I would tell someone to keep that in mind, that while most of these people are going through their day like this, you know, especially in a big city, and also a bit in Japan, where it's more of the culture to not you know, talk to people you don't know so much or like often like more stay in your social circle and only get to know to people and uh, get to know people who get introduced to you. That's part of Japanese culture. It's pretty big here. It's called like Uchi and Soto. It's kind of like a concept here. Um, you have to keep in mind that still this is a very basic human need and basically everyone is kind of feeling like, like that, especially in modern society and in Japan. And like I think the beauty of pickup and what you're doing going out there it's kind of like, if you can convey that, you don't have to exactly say those words I just said from that movie scene, although that would be funny. <laughs> Even better if you say them in Japanese, because That'd otherwise... Be cool, actually. Yeah, I mean, that would be funny to just do that, that as an approach. I mean, like, if you do it in English, the girl is just like, huh, what? And I think it would be even funnier or better if you actually try to pull that off in Japanese. Yeah. But more for me, the basic, you know, um, point where um, it's coming from when I like you approach a girl or when I you know talk to a girl in a public place is kind of like that you know frame of mind I'm like con I'm really trying to convey a can try and to interrupt your day but not just your day but just your daily life and show that I'm really interested in like getting to know other people and getting to know girls I relate to and um, you know just Keeping that in mind, I think, will help someone, like if he's new to Japan and new to Tokyo. Well, that's massive. Yeah, that's that's, that's super good, I think. Um, and it's so true. Like, there's so many people here that...
people kind of get psyched out. They're like, oh, people are watching or something. It's like, yeah. nobody really cares, right? Like, nobody, especially if you're, you know, in a busy area, nobody's actually, like, paying that much attention to whatever you're doing, right? Yeah. So that can be kind of liberating in a way, right? As you said. Um, yeah, you, you've made some, like, really incredible progress, right, since the boot camp and we got some really, with some really hot girls that make me a bit jealous. Um, what do you think is responsible for like your rapid leveling up? Like you, you kind of had a quick rise. Um, well, first and foremost, um, a guy called Dorian Gray <laughs> and another freak of nature called Synapse. <laughs> but uh, as you know, I was you know, kind of mingling with game or like playing around with game a bit um, before I took some coaching with you two guys and um, as you know, like really things exploded and started getting crazy mm -hmm. after that, you know, um, but also gradually, not like, you know, immediately after like um, taking some uh, much needed professional help <laughs> uh, with uh, that you know, um, area of my life, but, um, I think, you know, the boot camp is, um, you know, a, a one-way road to epic success if you go in there with the right mindset. So, you know, it always takes two, so it gives you all the tools, but, um, I think the difference between me, maybe, and some other people you know, when I uh, took the boot camp, it was clear for me, okay, this is not something that I do here right now for a weekend, and then after that, it's back to normal. So from the first second, it was uh, quite still clear to me that, okay, this now sets out how from now on every weekend is going to be for me. So, mm -hmm. and like, this is something that I reprogram myself to do every single day of my life now. And, um, of course, I have a lot of other stuff going on in my life. Uh, there's work, there's lots of hobbies and this and that, but... Um, so you don't go, like, um, just crazy uh, approaching in the streets 24-7, but uh, just, like, the lessons you learn and, like, taking at least some ac action every day um, is what makes a difference. So as you know, after um, after we first met, um, I was going out like every day for a very long time, you know, uh, taking crazy action, uh, massive action, and just like it's just like you know working out. If you want to see gain gains, then you know you have to just keep on it continuously, uh, and yeah, like no pain, no gain, but. Uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much what it's about. Yeah. Yeah, and like one thing that really stood out is you're, you're like, actually, you're pretty fearless, and you're always just approaching, right? Like, yeah. You're not, like, really, like, ever just kind of sitting around, you know? Like, some guys yeah. can get very kind of dude-dependent or, yeah. or just want to kind of chill instead of actually approaching, but you have a lot of, like, really focused kind of work ethic in terms of approaches. Yeah, I think it comes down to what I mentioned before. Um, it sounds kind of dark, so uh, I don't know if if it's good that I keep mentioning that. But uh, for me, just the thought that my time is very limited, that I won't be here 
in a few years. Like even with your sex life, just always be aware. Even before that happens, just a few years down the drain, you won't be even to, able to get it up anymore without like some <laughs> pills or whatever. So you you don't have time to sit there and sit around and uh, you know wait for shit to happen. You you better you know take action right now. So that's I think just the mindset that you need to figure out for yourself um, if you want to make uh, fast progress. Mm. Yeah, for sure. What are your goals, your current goals with game? Like, what are you, what are you looking to accomplish or like, what are you trying to, what kind of relationships would you like with what kind of people? Um, yeah, I must say um, I'm actually like pretty happy with the situation as it is, but I always want to push myself definitely um and i always say like for me it's important to to dream big but um you know i've been like putting a lot of time and effort like into improving my dating life for uh, the last years and uh, right now it's important for me to balance stuff mainly uh, i have a lot of uh, other things and goals like apart just from my dating life or sex life that i focus on and like in the end, I think that's also helpful. Like, um, you know, if you're on your purpose or you have a lot of interesting things in your life, that will, of course, also attract other people into it. But um, yeah, I think like for a game, some people, you know, progress in game and um, you know goals, they kind of think of it like a video game where you just level up. But if you think about it. Um, it's kind of hard to say what even being good at game means and what getting better and like you make some goal and then you know you uh you're working towards it as i, I made this comparison with uh, you know um working out you know um going to the gym but that's more straightforward you know in game like you know having sex with a lot of females or like getting this one super hot chick or like getting some girl that is just perfect because like, your persona matches so much like all of that, it, you know, can be a goal, but it really depends on what you want. So, um, for me, you know, I already mentioned how I started out, and um, you know that the type of girls like uh, Gyalu, I really into the into these types of girls, and I must say, like although um, you know this pursuit of getting with these types of girls has changed me a lot, and I'm very happy about that. Um, I still think it's uh, often not easy to get with these types of girls for me, to be honest, you know, I always, you know, right now I pretty much I get a lot with the types of girls I really like and I really want, but um, yeah, I still think that um, I want to like go harder at, you know, um, at finding ways to like, you know, um, get more success with these types of like specific types of girls that I'm really into. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're they're not easy. Eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, do you think that uh, game makes it impossible to have a serious girlfriend or wife? If anything, I would think that it would make it more easy, mm -hmm. right? Because uh, I mean, game just gives you freedom. It gives you a lot of options. And if you have a lot of options to choose from, then, like, first of all, you can decide if that's something that you even want. 
and you don't just follow some code or some you know um way of living that has been laid out for you by by someone else so uh i mean if that's what you want then i think you know and if you find a girl that you think it's worth it to date exclusively for instance then i think it's uh, not hard because then it's your decision but if you feel like she's not worth it then it's probably better to you know uh figure out what you really want you know and then you can just you know uh be a player for life <laughs> so uh for me personally like i'm i'm very open to any kind of um you know relationship you know i i actually i must say i met a girl and you know her like um who i was pretty much down to date exclusively and we were dating for a bit but then that kind of fizzled out so i'm kind of uh, open to that um possibility you know but um right now you know there are a lot of uh, beautiful uh girls out there and um yeah so <laughs> i'll stay in the games <laughs> you know yeah for sure um do you think there is like an end game to to nomp at all I mean, we sort of talked about this a little bit but like do you think there's a, there's some sort of finish or goal or something can you help my my english a bit here where end game i'm not so sure okay. what that means or what's what's the idea of end game so the end game is like you know at a certain point like the game would like either stop or be complete or like you know there's not anything else to examine or explore or or you stop needing game like is there a finish basically no there's no end game like there's no end game <laughs> <laughs> like uh game is forever mm-hmm. like because game is like life mm-hmm. you know i i don't think of game so much like um i don't think of game as this thing that started with nonpart in japan or with some nerds in the western hemisphere getting together and applying some uh you know scientific methods to their dating life and came up with some subculture i think of game more like this they call it the uh, eternal dance right so i that's more like what a game is for me and that never stops so um you know just like like life goes on and on and you know it's it's even like you know people have sex and they have little babies and so life goes on and so the game will go on forever because without the game there will be no no sex i mean like and like so there's no end game i i never heard of this idea actually I kind of, that's why i found the question interesting but it's kind of funny to me like how how can there be an end game yeah well some people think of it like you know like i need to get this game thing handled so i can like yeah. get on with my life or something you know uh, what i mean okay. It's just the way that people talk about it sometimes, you know, like, yeah. like when I get good with game or, you know, when I, yeah, then I'll be able to. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's what I just mentioned. It's like a bit of looking at it like a video game where you get good and then like the results seems already, you know, defined, like having sex with lots of girls or something. And then, like, you know, I figured it out and then it's done with or something. But, you know, uh, I look more like game as like a the progress and the progress 
you know, or like the process, I mean, um, the process, and the process never stops, so it's something that I look forward to, it's also like something that balances and relaxes you, and not something that you just get over with, so it's just like, as I said, it's like life, it's something to be enjoyed, and um, something that I, that goes on forever, and also, you know, I could bounce off of this topic, like to, like something that also relates to it, you know, uh, these types of beliefs, in game, I think um, what game has trained me to do is just determine my beliefs, you know, by results or like you know calculate back from the results. So like I think a problem for a lot of people in game is they want to figure out how it really works. For instance, like is game even um, necessary or do I just talk to so many girls in the streets until I find one that is down to fuck and then it just happens and game is overrated. Well, you can make an argument for both, and then you can have a huge argument and find out who is right and wrong. But, you know, um, game has trained me to get rid of these types of beliefs entirely and just ask myself, okay, if I think that game is really important, then it might help me to actually work on myself and, like, maybe improve my, you know, life in general or anything, then I will believe that for a moment and go with that. But if I think it doesn't matter, because then I think, oh, because it doesn't matter and... I just have to find a girl that is down, so I have to approach tons of girls not to find that one girl, then I will believe that because it will make me approach a lot. So mm -hmm. like um I think that's the you know, the problem for a lot of people. So I they might think I don't have a backbone or don't I don't I'm not logical, but like logic is very harmful to game in my experience and I honestly don't give a fuck even what my opinion is at this point because the opinions don't matter. Mm -hmm. It's just like um you think, okay, what's the results I want? And then you determine, okay, what's the mindset and the beliefs I need to get these results? And then the, I think the big freedom of game or what's basically like um, at the core is that you realize I can choose those beliefs and I can just choose that mindset. And that is one of the most powerful things if you just realize I can just choose to think of my, myself as this person now because I know it will help me, so I'll just do it. Mm -hmm. Because often people ask, but how can you do it? How can you get rid of this? Because it's not logical, this, that. And it's just like, no, dude, like, okay, this is what you want, this is the result, and what do I have to believe to get this result? And then you just choose, you know, and that's, um, if you really can open up to this possibility, I think that will really help you and that because that's what helped me. That's pretty much exactly what I did or what made some of the biggest changes for me. And um what was the original question? I think I forgot but Um <laughs> Yeah, like I mean um I forget was this the uh the end game one or Yeah. Yeah, but that's that's like I'm a really that's, no, that's a really cool point actually. It's something I think about a lot too about how you know, like you said, if you want to achieve a certain result, you just backwards engineer it. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. okay, you know, I need to have this belief in order to get this result, right? Yeah. And you can almost be totally impartial, as you were saying, to yeah. what the belief even is, right? Like yeah. it doesn't actually really matter what it is, right? It matters yeah. what it does for you, right? Yeah. Like, does it help you or does it not help you, right? Yeah. And that's so true, right? Um, so a lot of people have these kind of beliefs that that don't help them, but they're very kind of attached to them. Right? Yeah. They they identify a lot with the belief. Yeah. I think it's kind of interesting um, to be more flexible with your own yeah. beliefs and kind of be happily 
able to just adopt new beliefs at will. Mm-hmm. There's a book actually um, by Robert Anton Wilson. I think it's the Illuminatus Trilogy. Anyway, the the it's really interesting because the book it, it it's about philosophy and that sort of stuff. But every like couple pages, mm-hmm. it, it the author tries to convince you of an entirely different worldview, right? Mm-hmm. So like for a while it'd be like all like super socialist or, or something, mm-hmm. right? And then like the narrator would just change, and then he'll like try to con- like he'll be very very convincing, but um, from a completely different viewpoint, right? From a completely yeah. different belief. And I think that's really interesting, and you know if it's tricky because you know also you, that has an effect with age because younger guys are not really entirely sure what their beliefs are, and older yeah. guys are pretty set in their beliefs. Right, for better or for worse, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, being flexible, being able to kind of adopt beliefs purely based on their utility is, is such a good um, such a good way to go about self change and self improvement. Um Yeah. I wanna switch switch gears a little bit, um, about talk about Japanese guys. Uh, mm-hmm. like I know you you kinda hang out with a few of them and, and you know, just for just in all different aspects of your life but what are some things that you think we can learn from them right um whether they're japanese like nampa guys or just kind of regular guys on the street what do you think we can learn from them as foreigners trying to make our way in this country japanese (laughs) the language (laughs) yeah but first and foremost i really need to come back to what we talked about before but I think a lot of guys, a lot of foreigners probably don't realize that. Even I am sometimes probably still a bit uh, self-delusional about like um, how much you suck at Japanese and you can play that game and just like talk to girls and find one that likes foreigners or speaks English anyway. But if you talk to a girl who's basically not used to talking to someone who does not speak Japanese, but you still want to attract her and you know um, learn how to game her in Japanese your best bet is learn that from like uh, hanging out with Japanese guys who game in my opinion because even like um, a lot of it is communication and it comes down to a language level like even if a lot of guys I mean you are friends like if you talk to girls like you use also a lot of humor and you're really funny but you know, if you never, you can also watch some Japanese, you know, comedy, some or whatever, you know. Um, but not just comedy, not just like humor, but uh, just different ways uh, of interaction. You know, like cutting deeper, making it more playful. Uh, you can try to do that with your Japanese that you have learned, and then try to become creative with it. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, all, I'm like. Uh, uh, like um, not a first, um, what do you call it? first language speaker, of, a native speaker of English, mm-hmm. right? As you can hear, and like even in English, it's the same. Like it's with a- any foreign language. If you try to be creative with it, often, unfortunately, you will sound clumsy and right. you know not very good. So, and for game, it's um, very important. So, of course, be yourself and show your own personality, but. To learn how to be creative with the language and to be funny, your best bet is to learn it from a native speaker. So that's 
a very big thing that uh, you should learn from um, Japanese guys and I mean um, apart from that of, co of course there's also like some Japan game specific stuff and some little things that you might observe but um, I think that's not the main thing what most guys should like figure out is that this language thing is like the bigger issue mm -hmm. and then once they get better at that also I think there's other things of course um, that you will observe just like how uh, Japanese guys interact with Japanese girls and you don't have to try to copy that 100% and try to become like more Japanese than a Japanese guy but just from everything I've experienced like I've seen other guys doing and what I've seen myself doing um, I think you don't have to be too much terrified that you will come off too Japanese <laughs> because right you know um no that's <laughs> oh, yeah, hard <laughs> it's, yeah. it's just like people kind of overestimate that you know i think that um terrible danger of of acting too japanese like uh, bro like, <laughs> don't be worried about that too much so yeah like, yeah for sure i think it's interesting you know seeing japanese guys game and, and talking to them just about the way that they relate to to kind of girls as well because it can be kind of frustrating, right? Like, you know, talking to Japanese girls and then they'll, like, just ghost you completely or something. Yeah. Or, like, you know, you'll think that they like you, but then they'll just vanish or something, right? And yeah. So there's there's all these kind of experiences that, that, that you can have with Japanese girls that are kind of frustrating. And then also, I've, you know, I've talked to foreigner girls dating Japanese guys, and they mm -hmm. have a lot of these, too. They're like what the hell is up with this guy? Like, why did he just yeah. stop messaging me? Like, why is he, like, acting like this, even though, like, you know, they'll seemingly act in really kind of cold or distant ways, right? Yeah. I think it's, it's there's a lot of kind of difficulty to dating um, across cultures, but uh, but I do think there's some things to be learned from, from Japanese guys. Like, definitely language, for sure. Um, it's also interesting the way that they try to... Uh, try to game girls um you know sometimes they're sometimes they're it's weird because japanese guys have a have a kind of a, a reputation for being sort of weak or soushoku or whatever right mm -hmm. especially in the west right yeah you know decreasing sex rate they're they're sexless or something but um a lot of them are pretty ruthless like yeah. a lot of them are pretty savage right <laughs> Yeah. Um, like I've seen like some crazy behavior, like you know people drag like literally dragging girls into love hotels like um, yeah. like in groups of like you know whatever like three dudes and one girl or something like yeah getting pretty aggressive right and then there's other guys who don't do anything at all they just try to like you know block out times with girls like let's, let's spend all this time together here and we'll yeah. go do this you know this thing and this thing and then they actually never make a move so I mean there's all, all sorts of different Japanese guys of course but yeah I think I mean, what you are also uh, teaching or what you're promoting with your websites and your courses is kind of like, for me, um, a mix of two or maybe three things is like, um, you know, game, you know, uh, coaching or dating advice, but also part of it is also for foreigners in Japan to like kind of get more integrated and more in touch with people here and with the culture, because yeah. often that's like a first step you know that's something if if that is like completely off then you know you can be good at game but it will not get you that far right. you know it's, except maybe if you just want to date foreign girls you know maybe if you're not even interested in japanese girls or whatever fair enough but like it, 
you know, if if you also want to, you're interested in Japanese girls, that might be rather the issue, you know, that, you know, just not being out of touch with people here and with living in this country. Mm -hmm. So also on that, you know, um, level, it's important just like if you have Japanese friends in general, if you have like other Japanese guys that you hang out with and, um, yeah, it's important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's pretty easy to get caught in, like, a foreigner bubble and only hang out with foreigners. Um, just because, you know, you share kind of a language a yeah. little bit more and interests and all that. But, yeah, it is good to have, important to have Japanese guy yeah. friends, right? Also, when it comes to, like, gaming with Japanese guys, I think there are, like, some traps that, you know, people, you know, might um, fall into. And I know that because I have been somehow you know, caught myself going down that lane, you know, for instance, like, um, you know, people, if at first, if they not doing that well with the Japanese girls, and, you know, then they start envying, like, some Japanese guy, and then either, you know, it's um, this, like, weird feeling, it's kind of like, I don't know, like, um, that some guys have, like, oh, he's, it's only because he's Japanese, he's doing better with the women, you know, this this kind of like envy and right. that's kind of weird because that's, you know, that's almost on some level, you know, kind of racist because it kind of says like, oh, he could not just be better, you know, at game or better looking than me or anything. It must be because he's Japanese and that's kind of stupid, you right, know, right, right. right? So, um, and then or on the other side, then some guys like, yeah, like the Japanese guys kind of suck at game or he comes at you know he's kind of like hating just right. and um, I think it's important to figure out like just in general not even related to game it's just like if you're like a foreigner living in a different country just make you know friends with people and um, try to you know try to learn the language and understand the culture and make the, the best of your life there to have like a more deep experience or like a good experience living in another country but related to game just also that you know Japanese guys um, can be your friends and <laughs> you can learn a lot of them because I mean that's just like the kind of basic mindset that some people are lacking and um, also that sometimes I, I realize that I, I could still you know um, tap into the potential that is there more like just like learning from Japanese guys or like you know gaming with Japanese guys because Mina onaji ningen da yo. Yeah. Yeah, I've definitely, you know, like, lost a bunch of chicks to Japanese guys along the way. <laughs> yeah, like, we, we all have those experiences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, there's some funny things that, like, you know, that, that are unique to kind of being a foreigner and gaming and then having Japanese yeah. guys nearby. Like, yeah. I think I was with, either with you or you were telling me about this, but Anyway, it's like a pretty frequent kind of thing where you open a girl on the street, right? And they'll, like, sometimes they'll just, like, run to some random Japanese guy and kind of yeah. be like, help us, sort of, right? Like, yeah. you're, you know, and the Japanese guy will be like, no, these are our women or something. Yeah. And it's almost like the the fact that you approach them, like, and then they end up, like, with some, like, basically your approach makes the girls approach some Japanese dude and end up yeah. going with them, like, yeah. drinking or something. And you're like, wait a minute, how did that, how did that work? How did my approaching her lead her to go with somebody she never, didn't even know? Right. Right. So, like, that, or, um, 
or uh, or another situation where which I'm sure you'll you know you've probably experienced as well as either in a club or in a bar or something like if you talk to a girl like all the like a lot of Japanese guys around who were previously just doing nothing or like drinking their yeah. own beers or something will yeah. all of a sudden be like yeah. oh shit like she talked to the foreigner that must mean she's like you know she's yeah. easy right or something right, right? And, like, <laughs> and then they all kind of swarm right yeah so there's kind of like there is a funny dynamic to uh to you know foreigners and and then Japanese guys when it comes to like going after the girls here yeah but I think yeah um some of that is specific to Japan but the um base is kind of like in in a slightly different way I think similar ways will of course play out everywhere like if if you're foreigner in gaming right you know I mean yeah. like and in Japan you know I think like in general the climate when it comes to game and those kind of situations is like very friendly mm -hmm. just if I imagine a lot of other countries yeah. you know other things might happen you know yeah you don't want to be gaming in like Saudi Arabia <laughs> or something <laughs> yeah you know you know what I just I mean like I was I think like um and also like just the way game is like accepted here and like uh, you know Japanese guys you know when they find out you're gaming how people react and so I, I find the like so far the climate very friendly yeah I, I think it also depends of course on the way you do it and the mindset you're going in with right. but I think if if um you're coming with like a good vibe and the right mindset then yeah um lots to learn from each other yeah yeah for sure i also think it's really important in another point kind of with japanese guys it's really important as well to like kind of like think of them as like attractive you know like not like not like in a gay way but like mm -hmm. you know like kind of trying to understand like why because most Japanese girls are getting banged by Japanese guys, right? Yeah. So, like, clearly they're doing something right, right? Yeah. Clearly the way they behave is, like, attractive to a lot of Japanese girls, right? Yeah. So, like, I think I think it's kind of easy for guys to sort of hate on, on Japanese yeah. dudes, but it's good to, like, kind of try to realize and understand and, like, you know, recognize the attractiveness of Japanese guys yeah. in general and like yeah. kind of what they're up to and how they're how they're gaming and all that I mean obviously not all of them are, are good at game right a lot yeah. of them are yeah. as with anything but yeah <clears throat> cool man well um let me see if I've gone through all these these questions ahead for you um oh yeah so what do you actually, what do you see um, in the game community these days, like, whether it's kind of like themes or, or beliefs or patterns, right, um, and whether it's Japanese or, or foreigner kind of game community, um, and what would you like to see change, or what kind of mindsets would you like to see different? Um... What I see is, uh, I think a lot of stuff is going in similar directions, and um, I think there is kind of like, um, since, you know, game as a subculture community started, they have, like, a lot of topics or uh, beliefs have been established to some degree now, and mm -hmm. I see a lot of people kind of following that, you know, so... Um, as you know, I really don't like, for instance, like the uh, the pickup slang thing when 
you know it's it's not you know it's not like the worst thing in the world it's like everyone can talk how he wants to that's maybe just like also my personal style but just for for instance like some let's take some random pickup slang like d2 you know um you can just say like second day d2 it's not like much longer as a word <laughs> and it adds no more meaning so it's not like a specific technical term it's just like more like a slang and then when you talk about like rag or yeah, I have a rag no that's the same like a lot of guys are like oh yeah now I'm a player I have three rags or like you know and then okay great but like why do you call them even that why you don't like there are other words like is like your sex body or your girlfriend or whatever and it's just like the word uh, rag like regular in particular there's some concept behind that and you know it's kind of like I think that new word established because people were kind of um, frustrated with the more narrow definitions of re relationships that, um, you know, a traditionally a society handed to them, so they try to figure out some new ways, mm. you know, uh, to define that. But um, now it's like a lot of people, they just like, you know, they don't question so much, like, what does that actually mean, mm. and how does the way I think about this girl and the things that we can say and do and you know, experience with each other is kind of defined if I think, like, yeah, she's my rag, or if I think, like, she's my girlfriend, or if I mm. think she's my uh, fuck body, or whatever. And those words, I think, then play some role, or rather the ideas or the, the uh, feelings that you have about it, about um, that kind of stuff. So if you just think, like, oh, now I have to learn games, so, oh, I need some racks now, <laughs> or I need to do this and that now, it's kind of like this mindset, oh, uh, I try, I get rid of my old self-image, and now I want to become a player, and so what do I have to do, sir? So let's look it up on the internet and find uh, some guy or some forum that tells me that, and then adjust to all that and learn to speak that language and learn to be that person. So if people would just, like, more think about like okay I want to be different I want to be unique and I don't have to accept everything and game doesn't have to be the way that someone else has defined it here then I think there would be more variety and not like every uh, field report or progress blog would you know follow the same formula of things that can be talked about mm. you know and it would be more like I I don't have to know so much like if you pulled the next girl and banged her in karaoke, but you could also maybe tell me some other things about it, you know, that, that are not so much just about, uh, you know, uh, these were the steps and that's the result now and I fulfilled the formula that was handed to me, but more about, like, how can we play with this and make it even, you know, more um, interesting and more, like, win-win um, for everyone and more what, you know, because people are, everyone's different, so people have different goals so mm. like if you just you know if I think if we would if we would all more <laughs> think about game that way then uh, we would become an even greater uh, community of uh, savages yeah <laughs> well it's like actually that's one of the things I like kind of I like most about your game is that you, that you do kind of experimental things like you, know, you do things that would maybe seem like maybe not the most efficient or something. Yeah. Like for example, like, I don't know, taking girls to clubs or, like, going across the town to, like, see some girls, like, DJ set or something, mm -hmm. you know? Um, where most of the time, like, is that, like, going to get you laid, like, that day? Well, like, maybe, but 
probably not as much as if you just like took her to a bar and then home or something right but it's cool because you're like you don't get caught as much in like sort of repetitive dates or repetitive patterns it seems like you really try to like try to connect with girls even if it's maybe not the most like strategically best decision for getting your dick wet that night or something right yeah i think you have this idea of uh, this concept of a chaos game is that mm. what you call it yeah, yeah yeah i mean um maybe you can talk about that like today or i don't know like at, at some point you you have maybe some material already out there i don't know i want to like learn more about that mm -hmm. i think that's a really interesting idea but um i just think like in general in game like it's important like your that you have your focus and your like you know you just have to smash through all the bullshit and just like it's just about self-confidence and to believe in yourself mm -hmm. like and so um I just think like often what I tell myself is what's the most ridiculous plan and then I'm always like you know thinking the ri most ridiculous plan always wins <laughs> it's just like if you go into game with that mindset and you're just like sure I'm gonna yeah. you know pull her and her friends all across town like to mm -hmm. you know some hotel in some whole different town and then we're gonna have a party there and I will just call some guy friends to come around and then we still are gonna wind up having sex and like you know, I don't know, marry in Vegas or whatever. <laughs> if that's your plan, I mean, oftentimes, if, if then you go out and you're going out with that mindset because it's so ridiculous, it has to work, mm. then, you know, epic stuff is going to happen. And if you're just thinking, like, okay, what's, like, the most easy way to get my dick wet now, then often that's, uh, you know, what happens is you... you thinking about that all night and then the night is just over and right yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i'm definitely guilty of uh of being like kind of coldly efficient at times mm -hmm. like you know just taking the shortest path <laughs> i mean there's, yeah, there's a place and time for everything i mean right yeah. so sometimes you gotta be like efficient and everything but it's just like you know you still I think it's good to be also playful. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, and and if you if you do do that crazy plan, it's going to be a lot more memorable and for right. them as well, right? Yeah. Like to you know they'll you'll kind of stick in their mind a lot more than if you're like the third dude who like SNL'd her in like a net cafe that month yeah. or something. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even if it didn't quote unquote work, or if you don't have sex, you know, like it still makes the better story. So, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, um, you still get, you know, that's the good thing. It's like, it's win-win, you know, if if it works or if it doesn't work, you yeah. know, it's... It's either funny or you get yeah. laid or both. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is there, like, can you think of a time where you felt like you really needed, like, all of your game and, like, you needed to really overcome a lot of, like, bullshit or hurdles or shit tests or whatever? And, like, you, you had to pull out all the stops to kind of make it happen? I know I'm springing this on you on the on the moment. Yeah, I mean, like the like a lot of. I mean, there were a lot of. Let me think about this. I mean, like the one thing that you know about that one story is like um, this girl that I met. Uh, you know, in uh, Tokyo, I first approached um, on the street. It was like around the time when there was a festival, and um, 
she she was like she's working as a hostess and um like she's like a very attractive girl and uh, i was very surprised that we like at first she ignored me for quite a long time but then we had an, like a conversation and she was um yeah uh, like impressed by some cold reads i did about her like so she she started like getting a bit interested in me and then we were texting for a while but it took like ages so she wouldn't come out on any date and then like at some night you know that stuff right i was like i think i was even like feeling sick and i was went to home uh home, like to sleep very early and then i saw that she texted me and she was like hey i don't know she said uh hey about how we, about we party tonight or something and um you know that sometimes the Japanese the the ATM closes down and you just cannot get money out of the ATM anymore. Like they do this in this country for some reason. Right on the weekend. That's yeah, so on the weekend. Sometimes. Totally so, way, yeah, what I figured out is that I don't have any money in my pocket and I can't even withdraw money. So like I called up a friend like who I figured was partying that night and then like took the last bit to take a taxi towards that direction and jumped off halfway and ran there for him <laughs> to lend me some money and come with me to some club. So where I was about to meet her then to spend like the whole night at the club with her and then like, you know, jump in a taxi and go home with her and like, then a whole other stuff, like even when we were at home, she wasn't really down and, you know, then we went to some Starbucks in the morning and all kinds of stuff. And what happened, uh, like later, like, um, along the line is that, uh, things kind of, like, I, I didn't really propose my love to her but I got really into her but um you know I I told her at some point that I like her or something I didn't say like I don't know how I phrased it but I kind of made it more clear also like verbally that um I'm really into her when she when she kept like kind of um rejecting me and um man I think like at some point I was texting her but she stopped texting back so I just like send a text every once in a while and if I remember right, I think that went on for almost a year, right? So, like, I just, like, sent my little text every few weeks, like, every month or every two weeks or whatever it was. And um, until at some point she, um, you know, uh, after you started replying again and then, like, came again out, like, for some home party where also nothing happened, but, like, then... Um, a bit later down the line, um, you know, we started like hooking up and dating and um, yeah, that was quite unexpected, but it was, yeah, it's, it's a funny story now and it's one of the coolest girls I've met, so I'm really happy that, um, you know, I didn't just, uh, you know, give up when I realized it's uh, you know, 12 o'clock in the night and I don't even have money to go clubbing. <laughs> like, I kind of, like, started, uh, I, you know, I um, kept on, you know, investigating what's going on there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that sounds, man, that sounds intense. That sounds like, I mean, fuck, man. I don't, I don't even know if I would have, uh, I would have done that. I probably would have just stayed in bed, man. <laughs> but then, yeah. I mean, there, there are other times when you just, you know, when some girl texts you and you're like, oh, what, I'm going to go to sleep now, right? It's always depends also on your mood and how much you like the girl. Right, right, right. A lot of other stuff. That sounds intense, man. That's a lot of time, like a, like a long yeah. time before yeah. anything ended up happening. But yeah, it is true. You just kind of persist and continue and funny things do happen. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, you remember that one time in Fukuoka, you know, when I bought like uh, 
she goes there with me yeah. and then like <laughs> of course I'm gonna bring that story back up again right, right. because like I mean we were staying there and we were partying and I just get kind of up and I thought like there, there is nothing's gonna happen yeah. and like so we went like back in the morning but um, yeah no I think like things happen later on and yeah, um, yeah I mean like I, I later thought I might have should have stayed at the party a bit longer but <laughs> you know often it takes time even at a party it like yeah, kind of like true. you know yeah. need a few hours for everyone to get in the right mood and stuff yeah. yeah those girls were they were cool but yeah I think you left at like I don't know like 6 or 7 in the morning yeah. and like we were we were like banging them at like 8 in the morning or something right yeah but yeah you definitely could have been a part of that <laughs> yeah it's all good I'm planning to go down there pretty soon again so Finish, finish up. Finish soon. up, yeah. Also, that, that other girl that, um, you know, that uh, Kaba that I met, like, on her, uh, what do you call it, uh, after work kind of thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I also want to meet her again. But, um, yeah, sometimes it takes time, and sometimes it only takes a few minutes. So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Sweet, man. Well, this was awesome. Um, I, was, I really enjoyed hearing your perspective on a lot of stuff and your stories and stuff, and you you have a pretty cool way of, you know, thinking about all this stuff, so I think people are going to really enjoy, enjoy this podcast. Um, let me know, you guys, what you think in the comments or whatever, however you can, um, wherever you are, <laughs> let us know the thoughts on, on what, what you, what you liked, and, and if there's any other topics in the future, any types of guys you're, you're interested in hearing from, the next, the next one, um, I'm going to do, uh, like an older gentleman, so it'll be like a completely different conversation, completely different, you know, style of, of game and, and everything and thought and, but, oh, you know, it's hopefully still, uh, quite valuable for you guys. Um, all right, that's it. Thank you so much. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. All right. See you next time, everybody.